The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot. And really, I'm a disloyal person. This, this is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Tuesday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe. <laughs> At Cuse Militia on the socials, go there, join the militia live on X Spaces for the final segment of each show, God willing. Syracuse stays on the road for another week of traveling, heading to Tallahassee this weekend, take on the undefeated number four ranked Seminoles. We'll hear your final score predictions and give you our always accurate final score predictions. And the slate is wiped for yet another game heading into a bye week. So what should we expect? Well. Oh, no. Probably about as tough as opening that beer can right there. Yeah, what the hell was that all about? That one was tough. It got stuck. <laughs> it got stuck. Okay. All right. Well, it, it it eventually it was a thing. So, you know, that those things happen. The all-time series between the Orange and the Seminoles sits at two or twelve and two in favor of the Seminoles. Uh, Syracuse's two wins came in the inaugural game back in 1966, a 37-21 win, and in 2018 at home, uh, the 30-7 win. Syracuse has never won in Tallahassee, and that's where we head. Uh, last year, Syracuse suffered a 17 to our 35-17 loss down south. Uh, the Orange could only muster up 160 total yards to FSU's 420. 230 of those 420 were on the ground. Schrader was an abysmal 6-for-16 six through the air for 65 yards. Uh, Mike Norvell in his fourth season and uh, four out of six, I believe, as per his contract, and he's turned the squad around quite, you know, obviously. Uh, they finished 10-3, 5-3 last year and took a trip to the Cheez-It Bowl, beating Oklahoma 35-32. to Currently this year, FSU, is, like I mentioned, they're undefeated, 5-0, 3-0 in the ACC. Uh, what was it? Uh, Clemson, Virginia Tech, and Pitt, right? I believe. Uh, Boston College. Oh, Boston College. That's right. The the, the barely win. Uh, Jordan Travis, he started his collegiate career in Louisville in 2018. Um Making this his sixth season, they call these these guys uh, the the super seniors at the collegiate level. Uh, last year, thirty two hundred and eighteen yards through the air, completing sixty four percent of his passes with twenty four touchdowns. He also added four hundred and seventeen yards on the ground and another seven touchdowns tacked onto that. He has twelve touchdowns through the air so far this season and only one interception. 
He's averaging 240 uh, yards through the air a game so far. Uh, secondary rusher Treshawn Ward, he left for Kansas State, but leading rusher uh, from last year, Trey Benson, remains the starting uh, role with 389 yards on the ground. So far this year, he's averaging 7.6 yards a carry on 51 rushes, which is, by my math, carry the one. Yes, it's a lot. Uh, six total TDs uh, so far this season on the ground. The offensive line is a veteran group for Florida State. They only allowed 15 sacks last year. They've only allowed five so far this year. Just a comparison through, now this is the six games, but through the six games that Schrader's been sacked 14 times this year. And could have been a lot more. Let me, let's be, if we're being honest, right? So, yeah. uh, had he not, had he, if he was not as mobile as he is, it could have been a whole lot worse. So, um, adding to the solid run run game is Michigan transfer wide receiver Ken Coleman. Um, he is second in receiving yards with 278 and six touchdowns. Johnny Wilson is returning from last year. He leads in receiving yards with 357 and two touchdowns. There was a promising wide receiver from. West Virginia that transferred Winston Wright Jr. It was announced just recently that he's departed from the team. So the, the stat line wasn't there, and I kind of wondered about it. So I, I looked into it, and he's no longer with the Seminoles. So FSU's defense is ranked 79th in the country right now. They're giving up an average of 383 yards a game. Okay, So they, they have had some struggles. Defensively, though, um, it's still going to be a, an issue for the Orange, I believe. Um, but uh, the Seminoles defense is given four, given up 4.2 yards of rush to their opponents, which is that's that's good if you can do it. I mean, if you've got a good rush game, that's where you put your eggs, that basket. Uh, however, you've still got the likes of Jared Verse. Was he Albany, right? Tra- Albany yep. transfer. Um, Keelan Deloach, and they also bring in a Western Michigan defensive lineman transfer and Brandon Fisk. So. All of those, th- those three that I mentioned, that's, that's, I mean, there's actually more. I mean, the defense, like the names on their defense are pretty good. Why they're ranked 79th and they're giving up this, this much yard, some, the, the secondary, I guess, is, is an issue. But up front, you would think that, you know, this team would have it together and a little bit more than they do, I guess. So it was kind of a surprise, but we saw a little bit of that so far this year, if you've watched a little bit and, um, as far as their ACC games, and we've we've mentioned it numerous times, right? In the this October tenth. Oh, hello. And then um, we've mentioned it numerous times with uh, Boston College and stuff. So, I mean, I still don't think that doesn't hold a lot of water with me. And the only reason it doesn't be in the defense is because we we kind of touched on that with with North Carolina's defense. North Carolina's defense isn't. They're not like some you know, world beaters on defense and we, and we saw what happened. So I'm still a little concerned in that aspect. And, you know, with the names that are there, the talent is there. It's just, I don't know. They've had some hiccups in the road. So it's one of those things. It's, it's a confusing situation, honestly, for me a little bit. It's just, um, yeah, I mean, I just think think that, right. Well, I think again, um, you, you know, we talked about it, North Carolina, um, Mac Brown, after they started off 4 0 going into the to the the bye week, I mean, all he did was preach about last year and how they lost their last five and 
Don't get complacent. Pretend like you've, you're 0 4. You know, he challenged his team. He gave his team homework to watch, you know, our game, challenged uh, his coaches. And then, you know, you get the news two days prior to the game that Tez Walker's coming back, which excited everybody else. And, you know, I think that we just got the best that we could pretty much get from a North Carolina defense. And on top of that, um, Obviously, our offense wasn't, you know, up to snuff. You know, we talked about it last year. We talked, spoke about it last last podcast. You have to evolve. You have to keep getting better and changing things, and you know, adding more wrinkles as as you get down into the season. Because if you keep it too simplified, I will work for the first third of the season. But then you start playing against good defenses in your in your conference, and it's just it's too easy to scheme for. And we saw it last year. And um, I don't want to say that we can't get out of it because obviously these are our three, you know, the three teams that nobody really, I mean, the best three teams are playing, right? Um, Even to the point where, you know, our odds of making a bowl game hasn't changed really much at all since our losses at Clemson at North Carolina, which just tells you the odd makers, you know, that these were expected. There's three Um, of the top five teams in the ACC. What's that? This stretch that we're on with oh yeah with yeah, exactly. and Which is why, like State. I said, the odds makers look at these teams and our odds for making a bowl game isn't going down after the last two defeats because of the fact that I think that they were looking at them as these were expected three losses. Um, so, you know, but the odds makers, you know, they also expect us to come back and possibly be favored and have a chance at all of the last five games. So, you know, we spoke about it Um we spoke about it last podcast, but we need to see something different. We need to have different play calling, different things like that. If we can't push, push the you know the the defensive line to, around to get a couple yards, get some type of some type of semblance of a run game, um, stuff like that, then we definitely need to have different play calls, possibly screens and, and other different little things like that. Try to get the try to get the ball in, in within these players' hands in space, which you know again I can't say we didn't try to do. But, you know, just it's not successful. So, yeah, I mean, that's just really what it is. It's on paper. Yeah. I mean, Florida State gave up 13 points to Southern Miss, 17 to Virginia Tech. You know, I mean, 29 to Boston College. So, you know, realistically, you look at them and you see that, you know, we should be able to score points. But we thought the same thing about North Carolina, too, right? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, realistically, this is another team that's old, uh, older anyway. You know, Coach Babers, he spoke about it, and he said a couple years ago we went down to Tallahassee and almost had a chance to win, and we were competing with with Florida State, and Nor- Norvell comes in, and, you know, they brought in a bunch of transfers last year and you know, didn't really have the season they wanted, um, but they finished strong, and, you know, they ended up hitting the transfer portal again, getting decent recruits, and 80 80- I think somewhere between 82, 84% of their team, um, they came back, they returned. So this is a team that was coming back for, you know, a reason they have goals. And, um, so far, you know, they have checked every box on their goals They're five and oh. Yeah. They're checking boxes for sure. Castellanos for Boston college. By the way, you know, he had almost 100 yards rushing. So there's no reason Syracuse can't if they get the right formula. Like you were saying, I mean, it's going to come down to 
um, game planning. And I just, you know, I, I want, um, what I'm looking for is just to have a game and have a chance and to be able to stop the bleeding from last week. I feel like Syracuse should be on a mission to not just dogpile on what we saw last week on both sides of the ball. So easier said than done. Yeah. Well, in, in the two, again, they spoke about that, right? They, the coaches have spoke about that in the past, right? Just don't let a team beat you twice. And I think that our team, I think they got up for Clemson. Uh, I think that we got momentum taken away a little early. You spotted them 14 points and then played them even the rest of the way. And I think our, our team was pretty upset about that. We obviously had some injuries and, um, you know, I think that part of that was we let Clemson, you know, beat us twice by going down to North Carolina and laying an egg. And now, you know, you're going into the next one, right? And it's tough because you're playing against the number five team in the country. So, I mean, you could play really, really good and still lose. So that's really what I'm looking at more than anything is I want to see, you know, more effort. If you got to take some guys out and give other other guys chances, do that. You know, different play calls, take some chances. And, um, you know, be competitive because we can't get embarrassed like that two weeks in a row. I mean, we can. It can happen. Oh, we could very easily, like, on an on a honest level, we could watch the same game twice. But it, it, that's going to fall on the team, and I mean the whole team, um, players, coaches, and the likes um, on how they handle last week coming into this week. And I just, it's not that I don't have confidence. It's just that we knew it was going to be bad. Have you pulled one of the last two games out? You look at this game as, well, you know what? We pulled we pulled a win out against UNC, or we pulled a win out of Clemson. You know, let's just put up a fight with Florida State and see where we're at at the end. And it's not unfathomable that they could do it. The problem is, is our confidence, when I say our confidence, I'm sure I'm speaking for numerous people that are Syracuse fans that just don't see it happening. And, um, you know, with that said, we kind of expected this. It wasn't something that's a huge surprise to go 0-3 in this stretch going into yeah. a bye week. And it's not something that I think if you said the beginning of the year, we've, we've, we've likened this type of thing last like we did last year. And that's the same type of thing where you – you start so strong, and then you go on a losing streak. Last year was five game losing streak, and you know this year we're looking at three. But if I told you in the beginning of the year we'd be four and three at the end going of seven, week, going right? into a bye week, and you looked at the teams we played, even if I didn't tell you what wins they were, you'd probably be like, okay, well, two two wins away from a bowl game with five left on the slate, right? So I don't think that. In the grand scheme of things, like to your point, you know, the bowl chances haven't changed. I just don't think it's a huge deal. The problem is, is fans, we don't want to lose. And it sucks to lose. It hurts to lose. And um, you can't but help to be, you know, I don't want to say negative or anything, but just be demoralized by like a game like last week. You see two of those in a row and it's like, oh man, you just, it's, like I said, it's going to be a dog pile. But if you if they come out and they put up a fight and they're 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 in the game and they're competitive, 
then even with a loss, fans tend to turn the corner going into a bye week and get in the face of Virginia Tech team that's just, I mean, they're struggling a little bit. Let's be honest, right? So um, they just got their asses handed to them too by Florida State. So, um, you know, it's one of those things where it's just everything's happening in a group and it feels a whole lot worse than it really is. Yeah, especially the bad loss too, you know, because at the end of the day, there's some people like, there's some people like me that are going to look at it like, well, you lose 40 to seven or you lose 40 to 39. It's still a loss. You still got to come back from that and move on to the next week. Right. But then there's obviously there's the fans that, you know, when you lose 40 to seven, I mean, there are legit fans that will be happy with, oh yeah, they're, they're 14th. I didn't expect them, but they put up a fight. Right. But then there's those other fans where, you know, you lose 40 to seven and you're, now it's too straight. Now it's like, okay, we're getting PTSD and we're not even looking like we can compete with these guys. Are we are we now hitting our downhill stretch that we normally hit? Right? And let's be honest, I mean, Babers his 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 record in November is not great. Oh yeah. We talked about that last year. Yeah, but we did get a win in November last year to get us to seven and five, right? So yeah. and break that and, that uh and even losing Vir- streak. Even Virginia Tech, you know, only scoring seventeen points. Um, didn't score in the first, didn't score in the fourth, but they even had over 200 yards rushing against this defense. So, I mean, not for anything, their quarterback ran for 80 yards. You know, you talk about Boston College, their quarterback led rushing. Talk about Virginia Tech, their quarterback led rushing. So there is a bright spot there when you talk about a guy like Schrader who is who can be elusive and dangerous when he's on the loose and his options are limited, and he gets that fight-or-flight mode, and, you know, he can tear a defense up. And, you know, that, is, that is not to say that it's going to happen. I mean, obviously, that's their game plan coming into this. They know they have a problem with the rush. You got hungry dogs, you know, out there, and I mentioned them. Um, so, you know, it's just a matter of... Um, Execution, and we we've heard this offense Schrader talk about execution and coming out strong, and you know you got those guys like Jared Verse on the other side of the line that are hungry. And it's easier said than done, but if they could do it though, and and knock knock FSU back on their heels at least on their first drive, it's a game after that. It's the slow starts, Joe. Like you've said, and like we've we've. We've piled on that too. It's the slow start. So you can't, yeah, well, you, and you can't start from behind against teams like the past three we've played. Yeah. You can't do says, it. He calls him Sleepy Schrader <laughs> until he wakes up. <clears throat> well, I mean, he's had his moments where he's definitely been a little slow to start and then woke up. I mean, we've, Army. look, yeah, dude, uh, dude, this not just this year. Oh, I mean, yeah, no, I know. Purdue last year. I mean, there's. I mean, if you really want to sit down and and look at these games and think about them again, you could you could find a bunch of them. And he, you know, at least he can admit it. I don't, you know, for what it's worth, at least he knows that the that what the issue is. Right. He's got to have a supporting cast though. And, and and right now, the supporting cast isn't that supportive. And I don't mean that in a harsh way. I'm just saying that. It's not yeah. a lot of consistency around him. 
the offensive line, the receivers, you know, LaQuint Allen's been, he's had plenty of bright spots. We've had different receivers step up, but if they all could step up, yeah, it would be a whole different ball game. That's yeah. the problem. And, and I'm not trying to, you know, but. Trying to, <laughs> you know what, but. I'm not trying to be mean in them, but it's, and it's, this is, doesn't mean it's, it goes nothing against these guys' character and the fact that, you know, some of them are young and haven't really had big roles, you know, yet. So they're still trying to, you know, figure it out and everything. But I don't and Most think, of them are young, right? Yeah. Most so, of them you're talking about two, two, yeah. pl- two year Ju- players, right? Juniors. So, yeah. Um, or excuse me, sophomores. But, but I don't think that, I don't think anyone on the offense other than Garrett Schrader and possibly LaQuinn Allen in certain situations really scares other defenses. So. I, well. And I'm not saying that's be me. I mean, but, you know, I just think, I, I think that there's a lot of people that are downplaying and not understanding how big of a deal Gadsden was, just even if he's healthy. Even oh, I, mean, I, didn't even, I didn't even expect him to put up the same the same yards because I figured the defenses, but it would have given the other defenses and defensive coordinators, someone to worry about someone to think about someone to double team to allow these other guys to get open. And now um, I just feel like we're not that hard to scheme for. So until people step up until the offensive line gels, we can possibly get a solid running game going, um, you know, possibly use the defense's aggressiveness against them and hit up some screen passes to LaQuint and stuff like that. Uh, I just I, I'm nervous about what this offense is going to be able to do against a defense like Florida State. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm sure Boston College. I mean, look, they didn't win, but they're the, they're the best example I have right now because we're better than Boston College. Okay, and that's why I keep beating the dead horse on that. But um, you talk about really what you're talking about is is the consistency. You know, Alfred was really close to the second leading receiver last year behind Cooper. So um, with Gatson on the field, it opens up other options, right? You don't have that guy who's leading the receiving core that they're like, you need to watch out for this guy. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, he's that guy is not out there. And when we, you know, it's easy to say now. It's totally obvious. But the hope of hopes was, that you were just going to have multiple guys step up because the talent was there. Right. And we just, you know, here we are going into the seventh game of the season and we're still looking for that guy. Amari Hatcher, you know, he's done. Um, he's done well. Um, you know, Alford's done good when he's needed to. We miss, like we said, miss guys like Pena moments. too, dude, you know? They've all had their moments. Yeah. It's just so what your point was, it's consistency. Yep. And it's just um it's just difficult. Donovan Brown came out with a breakout game and he was tremendous at for a game. <laughs> you know, Mar Hatcher was, yeah. was, was pretty tremendous for a game. But it, it, look, missing some pieces, plain and simple. And um you were, you were yeah. hoping maybe Dan Valari would, would be able to pick up some of that. And, you know, I don't know the whole situation with him, but obviously um, maybe some he, lingering. I mean, he caught three or four balls, right? But Yeah. I mean, that's just, well, he's that's still under happens. 100 yards for the year, and I know he just kind of started, right? But yeah, this is where we're at. You know, Pena's still out. There's no end in sight to that 
issue as far as I can see. So it's a lot of question marks still. And, it, and, and this is what we go through as Syracuse fans every year. It's like week seven, a lot of question marks. That shouldn't, like I want to get out of that cycle. You know, that's all. Well, coach talked about the depth. So Yeah. Do you, you want to hit that up now? I was going to save it. But, I mean, we um, can save it if you want to. What are you going to save it for? When we go live? I was thinking about it, but... I mean, we can. Well, we might as well just go now. And we can... I mean, everybody knows Everybody knows the deal. So it's not like I need to play it for them or anything. And just so you know, I'm getting this from Tommy... At Tommy Sladek on TommyCNY on, um, on Twitter. So... Let's see here. Hold on. Here we go. Because it gets bought. Brent, it's the same old thing. Depth is gone. You know, our depth is in the transfer border. You know how many guys we lost. You know what schools they play at. There's schools like us, we're not going to have a lot of depth because it gets bought away. So, Brent. I mean, pretty poignant, okay? Um, now, you could look at this and take it as face value, Joe, and say, okay, well, there I'm sold. That's that's the problem. I think it could be part of the problem. Um we said or was it last I mean maybe it was after Carolina or maybe it was before going into Carolina. I don't know that Syracuse is without Schrader next year. Talk about transfer portal and NIL. They need to get on it. Syracuse late to the boat on almost everything NIL, okay? Now you mm-hmm. can you can make an argument that well we had these problems before NIL. And I guess if I'm playing devil's advocate to that, I would say, well, we've had the NIL problem before because we weren't playing the game anyway. Do you, you pick up what I'm laying down, Joe? Right. So, so now that it's in the open and it's legal, Syracuse is late to the show. And th- I mean, that would be my argument. Although I think like if you take a little bit of everybody's main opinion on that whole statement and you put it all together, a lot of it's true. Um, you know, we're, we're, we recruit a lot of th- uh, uh, three-star guys, right? <clears throat> we recruit a lot of three-star guys for football. Right. Um, the NIL, we're late there. You know, Coach has had five years, six years to, to boost this thing up before the NIL, probably four or five, actually, before the NIL was a thing, and on the recruiting um, trail and all of that. And going in the portal and trying to keep guys that you knew were good. You know, you don't lose these many guys, I don't think, if NIL is not a thing. So I do, as far as that goes, I'm on board with that, right? So at the end of every year, when everybody gets shuffled around through through the leagues and dollar signs are, are popping up, you're going to lose guys like that unless you can pay out. And I think that's where... Syracuse gets left in the dust. And I and we talked before, Joe, about how the NIL is going to hurt schools like Syracuse. It's going to be all of the big money schools who are going to be able to pay out that 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 don't necessarily even need collectives to pay out. They just pay out because they got the freaking money. I mean, look at what some of these places pay their coaches. You know, some of these some of these schools don't even need collectives and NIL funds per se from outside sources. They just use their own I don't damn think money. The schools can just pay them. Well, they have again, to do business uh, transactions. Okay, again, money's fungible. I mean, what do you want to, you know, I mean, look, it's all. No, yeah, if our president can get money from other countries, yeah. 
<laughs> it's it's all fungible, dude. Don't I mean it, it doesn't matter get, where it comes from. So yeah, we'll you, you know my guy. point. My right, the big guy's getting ten percent. So <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, I mean, so it's hard to say. I I think coach. I have you ever heard him be more blunt though th- than that, like that direct about an issue. He's a guy. He's a guy that doesn't ever come out like that. And in in the past two press conferences, in regards to officiating and in regards to that, he's obviously frustrated. So there's obviously truth to it. He's not just saying it to cover his own ass. Like he's right. You know what I mean? Well, and if you listen even further, you know I think Brent Axe asked him another question about asking if Syracuse was catching up in the NIL and this, this, and that to allow him to be competitive, whatever. And he said he wasn't going to talk about it, which obviously he's not going to anyway. So I don't really want to dig into that. But the biggest thing for me is is when he speaks about the players being bought, right, from from Syracuse, right, and it's not even necessarily the best thing for them usually i mean we've spoken about this deuce chestnut is no longer with the lsu program yeah um jod carter he's only gotten really any stats against youngsville state this year yeah Um, and he was a star for us like he was no jatia's gear probably would have been a starter this year in south carolina he's barely playing so i mean we lost some guys that would have been starters and i think that's really where the turn is because you can turn around and say okay yeah yeah we got joe moore okay from richmond right we got DeAndre Reed from a JUCO. You know, we, I mean, we brought in four offensive linemen. We brought Wall in three. Dif- you know, we brought in three defensive backs, pretty good from Nebraska. A couple other guys. I think another one from Gould was. I think was it Gould or Bellamy? One of them is from Notre Dame. You know, but they were young and they really weren't playing. And and there was a coaching change in Nebraska. It's not like we're getting these studs like a Tez Walker who put up a thousand yards and nine touchdowns for a Kent state and is looking to go be a star receiver somewhere to go to the NFL. Right. Like we're getting, we got young guys that were good recruits, but they didn't, they weren't, they didn't transfer from a smaller school. And after they've proven themselves, like a lot of these other guys that these teams are getting, you know, Florida state's getting good recruits. They're not losing their starters like we are right and, and then and then and they're, they're going ahead talent and they're grabbing all these other yeah. starters from lower level schools so really realistically that to me is the first part um you can go ahead and I, I mean i like what we did in the transfer portal um you know it wasn't world beater type stuff but where we need to start is we need to start with keeping our our talent yeah, that's what as, as long as we are a school, and again, you don't want to make excuses in this snap, but as long as you're a, you're a school that's losing your starters, right? Like sometimes you see some, like you said, a West Virginia receiver transfer to Florida State. Now he's transferred again. Well, he probably wasn't getting burned. But I don't see a situation where a sophomore or a junior from Florida State who started the year before is going to go in the transfer portal. You know what I'm saying? Like they have their they have their starting spot. They're at FSU. Like, so to me, it's retaining our talent. That's the biggest thing to me. Well, you know, you throw Steve Linton, throw Jatia's gear in Jihad Carter and Deuce Chess. I mean, we have a deep defense that you know it doesn't matter if Justin Barron gets hurt or if Jeremiah Wilson gets hurt, you know, or if Dennis Jacquez is out for the season, right? Yeah. So there's part of that, and then also it's getting the right guys. Getting the right guys in time to, you know, be able to mesh and have an offensive line, you know, and then get that all together. And I just don't know if 
if our offensive line's really done that yet. I don't think our offensive line is is really playing to their potential or has playing to the potential they can get to. And then, you know, we lost the best transfer we brought in with Wallaba Jr. for the year. So, again, it's tough because we were trying to catch up. Not saying they don't have the money. Um, you know, I, I know I think Mikel Jones tweeted out something about this on Twitter. That they could afford it. That they could afford it and they got to take care of the players. Yeah. And so that's really the thing. Um, and I think that there's a lot of fans that are getting sick of it and it's a back and forth. You know, there's fans that are calling out Severud and, and, and uh, Wild Hack because they know they're like, stop, you know, stop gaslighting the fan base is out steal Sabo's line. You know, you have a, a hungry fan base that wants to be good and you go up there and you talk about all these things and, and it seems like you're just gaslighting us because you're not putting in everything that you say that you are. Yeah. Where the hell is we go? <laughs> Don't, I mean, I know they're building a facility, a football facility, which I mean, could help in recruiting and then, you know, what, might be nice. Wouldn't it be but, okay to, or maybe even better with all the facilities that they already have to just go ahead and take that money and buy some players? I mean, doesn't that make a little bit of sense? Maybe just invest that into the people and not rely on your prestigious facilities to um, garner recruits. I mean, look, geographically speaking, not the most sexy place to be. You know, oh no, yeah, like I said, I mean, you're right, but I mean, when you talk about the transfer portal, I mean, that's the one thing is NIL. He doesn't talk about transfer portal, he's talking about NIL, he's talking about money, yeah, money. Because if you look yeah. at our situation, we but brought you... in two, two transfer running backs, we brought in a transfer quarterback, we brought in four transfer offensive linemen, we brought in two transfer defensive linemen, we brought in a transfer or two linebackers. On top of the fact that we had one of our better recruiting classes, but again, the younger kids. In ACC, it doesn't matter because the better teams – well, and we brought in about four or five transfers in the secondary. But the better teams are, are retaining their best players, still getting four and five stars, and then getting everyone else's basically lower-level kids, school schools, kids that have like NFL – like legit NFL options. So realistically, he's talking the money. And right, right. now – And how much is that facility – Oh, how much? God, is, I, don't. I mean, how many millions of dollars is that football facility? Like, I would like to know. Couple, because I would figure <laughs> couple two, three at least. At least, I want to know how many players we could have got here. You know, um, it, it's just something to think about. You know, um, and I don't have all the answers because I don't know all the questions. You know, I'm. I mean, only coach and. Severed and Wild Hack know all that. And by the way, I've not been a fan of those two out of the three. Um, I love Coach and what he's done, and um, I respect him, and I, I feel like he's done a pretty solid job. I don't think it's his fault if he can't keep players, especially you know after last year. And, I mean, they were building something special and then losing all those guys. And you can speculate on a couple of them if it was really – money or the situation or whatever. Um, but at the end of the day, Wild Hack and Severed, they run the program. Let's be honest. I mean, they make the decisions. So what's going on? <laughs> I wish I knew like what questions to ask or raise, but if you're building a new facility, that seems like a pretty easy place to start. And 
Um, well, may, yeah. maybe the, uh, you know, the collectives and I know we got, we should get Tyler on at some point to talk, but I'm sure he's got some strong opinions about all of this and those comments from coach too. But, you know, I don't sit here and pretend like I know what the hell is going on. I do know that Syracuse is not doing what they can do to retain players. And the transfer portal is just, it's just a marketplace. <laughs> like that's what's going on there. People are naming their price and there it's a bidding war. So if you don't have the ducats, you ain't going to come up with, you know, players necessary to win games and be consistent. And right now, you know, if you have everybody healthy, Syracuse is a good team. And it just goes solely to the depth. Really does. You know, the, the, the team, if everybody's healthy, is pretty damn good. Other than retaining players, it goes to the depth. And I don't know how you fix it. I don't think firing the coach is an answer. Money's the answer. We need some damn money. Period. Money's gonna rule. Amen. Money's gonna rule this shit, Joe. And we're oh, gonna it be. Absolutely is. And we're gonna That's be. And we're gonna be left like this, with our junk in our hand, going, "What the hell happened?" Well, what and the- that's the thing that I hate more about everyone calling for Baber's job, right? Is that at this point, I mean, we are the farthest away that we've been in college football from the actual X's and O's in the way. I mean, obviously, you know, coaches have to make a decision, right? But, I mean, look at what Mario Cristobal did this past week. You see that? What? You see how Miami lost to Georgia Tech? I, Dude, I did not. Yeah, Miami had the ball. They could have knelt, knelt the ball uh-huh. and, ran, and ran out the clock. And instead, they just ran a run play. And the and Miami running fumbled. back fumbled. And Georgia Tech scored Picked a last up. minute or second touchdown. Imagine if Babers would have done that. Oh, he'd right? be fired like, I mean, yesterday. <clears throat> But that's what I'm saying. And there's people, Miami's, Miami's, they were undefeated and people are calling for his head coaching job. Like it was a dumb, dumb, but now we're in the NIL world where you can buy your team. If you get a, if you get a, a talented enough team, then how good does the coach need to be? Right. And you're seeing, I mean, you, you see stories every once in a while, you know, um, and obviously, people don't. Obviously, I don't know how much they talk about it and stuff. But did you see the story about the Utah team? No, I'm much so out the, of this story realm of things. Okay, so the Utah Utes football team, the Utes through an guys. NIL, through an NIL collective, basically every football player that's on scholarship received a Dodge Ram pickup truck. Okay, I did see that. Yeah, I, I did. So, and this and I, this organization this organization is covering the lease and the insurance payments, and all the players. All they have to do is they're responsible for the tax payments, and as long as they are on, they're eligible and they're on scholarship, then they have a truck until they basically Graduate. leave school. Yes, it rolls over, and then as the leases, when you know people graduate, people leave, they just resell them. Like, think about that perk. So it sounds a little bit like the the collective owns these vehicles and lets the players use them, right? And then when those players leave, then they just trade them in and get another new one for the next guy. Yep, pretty much. (laughs) Okay. But the school's not doing anything. 
But again, I know the I know. NILs around it. It's, it's more I know, than, dude. and that's the point. That's the point I wanted to bring up. That's why I brought up the story. It's not just the coach. It's not just the school. It's the community. If we're such a hungry fan base, then where's the money? Yeah. Where's the alum? Yeah, I mean, how many people we got? We all pitch in a hundred bucks. But I'm. But what I'm saying is, okay, number one, Syracuse. In retrospect, small city in the United States. It is a small market. Ask the guys who do a podcast. Yeah, and it's in a small market. Yeah, and it's a private school that doesn't have the biggest. I mean, think about how many people graduate from here compared to other schools. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, tuition's through the roof. Yeah, tuition's through the roof. They're paying student loans, even if they got good jobs. It's tough out here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And then realistically, I mean, there's a lot of things and a lot of stuff that, like, big majors from Syracuse, where how many people really care about sports anyway? I mean, it depends. Well, you think have about SEC, think about the D- you have SEC schools and you have other teams okay. that, has, that fill up hundred thousand dollar stadiums. Okay, that's what That's I'm why saying. they're you got, better than us. You got you to can't f- get thirty nine. You got to go that is a point that I've been trying to make for years. It's tradition. We don't have the tradition. What's our tradition? I mean... An orange that runs around uh, in a state where orange trees can't grow. (laughs) Okay. That's a terrible tradition in retrospect. How about... How about... um, the Hokies jingling the keys on third down. Oh, you know? dude, we stand about, up before we make our first basket. In oh, oh, yeah, Everyone and then you on their sit on your hands. Yeah. So I'm talking about I'm talking about the tradition and not just getting. You're specifically talking about football. You don't just get loud on third down. Um, as but there's nothing there that represents like the college atmosphere traditionally. You got. We were just in UNC. First down, tar, and the whole freaking stadium goes, Heels! Heels! It's, yeah, oh yeah. We heard that how many times? 37? 33. 33? Okay. <laughs> Look, it is agonizing as an opponent to sit there through that. It's agonizing as an opponent to hear the the keys jingling on third down when you're in, in Blacksburg. Like We used th- to do that th- in the zone. Well, we don't now. There's nothing like now. This- they get loud once in a while. They get loud, and that place has been rocking, dude. But it's it is barren in spots, and I don't know I don't know how you you really get all that back. But I would just, regardless of that, like I I want people to come to the dome and not just be like, oh wow, it's a dome, that's neat. You know, I want to I want them to talk about our traditions. I want them to talk about our equivalent to enter sandman or jingling the keys or just everything dude we don't have it it's so refreshing to go around to these away games like i've been doing uh the past few years and and get to see what everybody else is doing Mm -hmm. like we don't have it you know and i'm talking to my buddy and i was like look i gotta be honest man syracuse negates one of the one of the 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 biggest advantages that they could have in college football. And that is the freaking weather. They, they negate it. They put a dome over. It's nice and cozy and warm in there. And everybody's freaking on their Wi-Fi. And they're all comfortable and stuff. Like, I mean, look around, man. 
it's a it's a dog eat dog world out there everywhere else. You know what I'm saying? It's not yeah. about comforts and luxuries. It's about Especially tradition. Now that we have AC. It, yeah. And then we have these guys yeah. and we have these teams that come in, these uber talented teams that are faster than us and we're like, they oh, just we're just smoke us. Perfect weather on turf. Exactly. We're giving them the advantage. I mean, you you a Florida State comes to Syracuse in mid-October on a late evening or something and it's that's different there's a there's that's different you know i mean they just spent how much money on this dome it's like i just i just feel like i don't know i'm being probably being overly critical and i'm kind of more or less just shooting from the hip right now but you just go around the acc and my my goal of mine is to go to every freaking away acc i want to hit every freaking school and I want to oh, see yeah. it. You know, I mean, everybody knows the Florida State traditions. I mean, God only knows what they're doing in game there. I've never been. You know. Oh, I'd love to see the you, beginning where the guy comes out with the and horse and throws the, the flaming spear. Yes, yeah. yes. And you hear like, me hear the oh, dude. There is. It gives game. me chills talking about it, dude. Yeah. I mean, we dude, don't I've have been it. To Wake Forest. I've been to North Carolina State. I mean, the Duke one. Eh. That was a little different because it was late November. It was a night game. It was there was five people out. there, and Duke's Duke their season was over. So I mean that was yeah. So that was a little bit different. But NC State, Wake Forest, in North Carolina, the games that I've been down here, you see the difference easily. See the difference. They have beautiful outdoor stadiums. Which I get it. They got nice weather, but. You I see mean, the traditions. You yeah. see – I mean, it's just – you feel like you're at a college football game. Yes, just, it is like being in the game, you know, when the old NCAA game and you're and you're hearing the drums beating in the bands and you got the all just all of it, dude. The feels and the smells and the sounds and you just want to close your eyes and just And that's not there. even 50% of the SEC and Big Ten big boys. Oh, I mean, I, I know. I'm only comparing it to the ACC. I know. Yeah, go to Alabama and 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 sit in one of those seats yeah, and just look around between the hedges. <laughs> yeah, I mean seriously. Go to a Tennessee Florida game. And we don't even but, need to be like that. That's why no. I, that, that's what I'm saying. Like But you have to put things in perspective and that's yeah. what I'm saying is, is that it's not even like I hate it because I know I have so many friends who are fans, you know what I'm saying? And I have so many people especially, you know, considering, you know, the cost of living up there and you know, the situation people just sometimes don't have time to go to games. I get it. Um, but there's a lot of fans that complain about some stuff and, and complain about the product they put on the field that really don't put a lot of effort into what if the fans part, I guess, so to speak. Yeah. Um, and that's the, and there the, are the some, fans like part. I said, my boy, my boy, Greg, he is, he is, he has donated money. He has had season tickets, basketball and football forever. I think, you know, and I think someone like that has the right has the right to bitch about that. You know, uh, but there's other people that sit there on their couch every weekend, and then they go on social media and they sit there and talk about the product of the team and Dino and this, this, and that. And when are we going to be good? Well, I promise you, I've been down here when Wake Forest was good, when Wake Forest was bad. We, the people down here, don't care. They don't. Look, here's the thing. I haven't even listened to this yet, but I just re- I just recorded it just as a reference. Okay, so let's see, let's see if I can get this to go. And of course, I can't. What is going on? Oh, I know why. I'm sorry. You have to turn the volume up. All right, here we go. Hampton, the ball carrier. 
Takes it close to the five-yard line. First down, Tar! Hello. I mean, that's pretty sweet. That's significant. Every time. Every time. And the whole crowd participates. Every time. And they're annoying yeah. as hell. It's annoying. And that doesn't yeah. even do it justice. I mean, no. via phone. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. it's way louder than that. Mm-hmm. But um, just some perspective. And to our friends that are all going to Blacksburg, you're going to be, be prepared to be blown away. Because it's amazing. And that's just a drop in the bucket, like Joe was saying, to what goes on in some of these SEC schools and the Florida States, the Clemsons. The Ohio yeah. State's the, the Ohio Michigan. State. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, I was kind of sticking around the ACC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. But, I mean, I said ACC Big Ten. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this. So, anyway, with that said, my bitch fest is over. It's time to hear from you. It's time to hear from you. The loud mouths from the loud house. It's that time of the week where we ask for your final score predictions. On the upcoming game, this time Syracuse heads to Tallahassee, take on Florida State, and um, you give them, you give us a reason why, we hope, and we talk about them here. And then we'll go over ours from last week, and we give you those as well from us, the always accurate um, final score predictions from Joe and I, which, eh, last week was <laughs> last we're usually pretty decent but last week was not good that was not good um anyway i digress uh let, let's let's um let's start with this one because this is i think it was the first one to hit and i and i like it at mastro leo i don't like this game anymore and look michael i totally get it i do uh, that had me cracking up actually um, I don't like this game anymore. I don't, <laughs> I don't either. Um, our boy cap doesn't give us any meat. He's in the, he's in the, he's in the spaces though. So at OLQs, 28, 21 bad guys. Oof. Our buddy Luke at level up Luke 42 to zero. Smoke him. If you got him, I am assuming that is a, that is an SU win 42 to nothing. I think maybe, I don't know. Huh? But I don't get a I don't get a I don't get a, a team here. Well, that's a dumb assumption. I know. I'm trying to stay a little bit positive, Joe. I mean I get it, but okay. know, level, what's it, level up Luke? Yeah, it's our buddy. It's very he might as well be level headed Luke. He's yeah. too smart. You know what he he's is talking too sm- about. He's too smart for that. You're right. Uh at our Boris nine. 48 to 3 FSU. I'm still in shock from last Saturday. If Syracuse scores more than this, it could pull me back. More than three. Uh, too many missing pieces out due to injuries, and we just don't have enough enough to compete, unfortunately. Look, you know what? It's almost like he was listening to the first end of the show. Um, almost. You know? I mean, it's amazing how smart some of these guys are. They can do their own podcast. Maybe they can do no, it looking, looking at some of these scores, I mean, I mean, honestly, too, like we know, we know where we're at. And if you're a Syracuse fan that kind of knows what's going on, obviously you want to cheer for the best, um, hope for the best. Uh, but, I mean, I'm, I'm going in expecting the worst in this one. Um, we talked about it last podcast. I think that we're going to need a reset during the bye week and, and going into our <laughs> – last five games um yeah. in a month where we don't usually do that well so um i mean just 
if you're listening, just just expect expect a loss. Sorry, not sorry. Look, we're not here to fluff your expectations. Okay, and I don't think there's a whole lot of fluffing that needs to happen right now anyway. But Look, I love I love walking fans off the ledge. Love it. You take them right like to it, it though, I too. Take, you like I that take, part too? What? You like taking them right to the ledge though, too. You like that part too, huh? Uh no, not really. No, no. Sometimes you just gotta be honest. Um, and that's really where it comes at. This one's really, really tough to walk anyone away from any ledge. You know, I'll be i we'll be back next week for that. Maybe. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I, I, I'm kind of with I'm kind of with um, you know with, with Rob in that last comment from Twitter is like I, draw me back in like I'm obviously cues for life I'll watch every freaking game I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna hope for the best and expect the worst this game I just want s- some competitiveness I want some heart I want some spirit for crying out loud. You're yeah. gonna they're gonna be in a tough environment. If I'm Syracuse coming off that loss in another and UNC's a tough environment. If I'm Syracuse coming off of that loss and you're going into a place that's gonna be more traditional, more raucous, more rowdy, more insane, embrace that shit. You know what I mean? Embrace Got it. To. Use it. Got uh, to. I, I, I mean that's that's minimal. Otherwise you're just destined for a blowout. Well, yeah, there's that. Uh, hey, here's some positive news. Okay. You want me to be positive? I'll be positive. Yeah, that would be nice. Um, we started out as 19-point underdog, 19-and-a-half-point okay. underdog, at? something like that, and, and now it's to 17-and-a-half. Okay. So, All right. I'll take it. So we have the betters so far choosing Syracuse to cover the spread. There's positive. Uh, yeah. At Murdoch, 1329, <laughs> FSU 40, Syracuse 0. Now, I don't think we get shut out. Golly day. I hope not. Um, I don't think we're that bad. I'm not going to read the handle because the name is better. Fan of mediocre teams and it sucks. Three to ninety-one. <laughs> he, gives, <laughs> he, gives, he gives us no more than that. At, at Jello Zump nineteen thirty-four seventeen FSU. Unfortunately, we keep this one close for a bit, but FSU's talent against our lack of depth kills it in the end. So. I mean, that's a very realistic. That's a very realistic <laughs> shot right there. Oh my gosh! Oh okay, it's very close to my score. I was just checking that. It's very close. So, and that's that's. I mean, what are you in my? What are you? Are you, you got a camera on me, Angelo? What the hell is going on? I mean, that's how I would sum it up. I'm totally a hundred percent. That's my comment right there. I mean, we talked about starting slow, obviously. You're done. Syracuse is done. If they start slowing this game, it's going to be tough to watch. You know, and, and let's be honest. I left in the fourth quarter of the UNC game. I had a three and a half hour drive. And I, I left have, for you. And I have YouTube TV. So I just watched that. And I walked down the hill back to the car, which took 10 minutes less time to walk down that bitch than it took walking up it. Well, did you have a kid on your shoulders walking uh, down too? No. No, there you go. hell no, hell no. Not only no, but hell no. Uh, at Alex Carolyn, 17. Yeah, Carolyn, 
That's it. 35-3 FSU. I've gotten up on I've given up on thinking we have to play we have the playmakers to play with four and five stars. We just have no depth. I mean, that kind of goes to our conversation earlier. Sometimes I wonder if we should just do the show all live so everybody can hear this. Because I have not come here uh, yet. And a lot of this is we are well, kind of covered. Go ahead. I have a similar one. Top fan, Michael Delello. Okay. Let's see. But he says this team has not shown us that they have the ability to compete with upper tier FBS schools and an away game at the number four team in the country doesn't actually exude confidence for a win. On the other hand, BC competed with this team. Unless Syracuse mm-hmm, shocks mm-hmm. the world, I expect another route with a 42 to 10 loss. BC had um, Cuse loss. Yeah, well, they had success running the ball with their quarterback. Well, and that's and, and that, but again, that was the thing. It's, it was just a newer quarterback, right? And it was at BC, so there was a, some true. conditions because I believe that it was the weekend of that kind of hurricane thingy. And um, at the same time, too, we also have to understand that Boston College also scored the last sixteen points of that game. It was thirty-one to ten right. in the third quarter. Before I don't know if Florida State got disinterested or this Boston College quarterback. Um, came in. I, I, I don't know, but it, it was. It wasn't like Boston College was just in the game the whole time. But you know, they made a run and they and they made they got close. So. Yeah. Um, at no Blanchard forty four thirty six twenty eight Cuse wins only because I'll be in attendance. That's pretty awesome. Wow. That's that's a big one on my list. I mean, that is the biggest one on my list to go to. Is FSU, and I think we play them. For another, after this, I believe we play them for another two years, right? Is we that, play them every year, bro. They're just a part of our three. I thought it rotates, though. No, but you no? have three teams you play every year. Okay, okay. And they're one of them. Yes. Okay, so that's going to alternate now because the last two games have been, will will have State. been it, in Florida State. Right, so next one, next year they'll play at the Dome, Dome and then the, the year after. So the year after, that's going to be 2025. Yeah, so that's, if we're not in World War Three, then we well, should be able to go at that. And who knows? Maybe it's easier to get there at that point. No, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> who knows if the game is played? <laughs> I mean, who knows? Uh, but that would be my plan. And regardless of whether or not I think Syracuse is going to be able to hang in two years from now or not, that's my plan. And... Um, that's just one on the list. That's why I read Noah's comment there. At Drew Cuse, no matter how bad things may seem, I got to believe Cuse wins every game until they don't. Cuse 22-20. Win it on a safety. Okay. I like that. Could you imagine? Oh, my god, That would be crazy. It would be yeah, crazy. I mean, it's – I got a lot of – It's not going to happen. It would be crazy. I'm just going to throw him out here, though. This one guy doesn't even give us give a score. He just says, personally, I think they're going 0 for October. Well, then I got, traditionally speaking, then I got a thirty-five to nine, a thirty-three to ten, a seventy-two to seven, a forty-five to ten, a forty-nine to three, a fifty-six to nothing, a thirty-eight to three, forty-eight to seven. One guy says big Syracuse win, but all the other ones basically have Florida State winning. So, so I see a sixty-three nothing. Um, yeah, Jake Maley. It won't be good, but four and three with five winnable games to go doesn't give a score. Just says we're going to lose. So. Well, that's that's a lot of where of we're at, right? On. I mean, I got really one good one left, so. 
You want to save it? I'm going to do at baptized by fire. 7, 35, 17, Florida State. O-line really looked beat up after the game against, I think he um, means uh, UNC. Uh, multiple starters in that group were limping into the tunnel after the game. Schrader has no time for anything. And that is about sums up that past game. So those yeah. are the, <laughs> those are the things that are concerning. I'm um, just watching all of that last week. It was unfortunate. I mean, yeah, it just doesn't seem like we we're not. I don't want to say I'm going to use the word exotic, but I don't know. I mean, and we just need to use like just we were. We need to we need to figure something out. Yeah. Well, we talked about against the you know the opening schools and um, you know when we're we're playing the Colgates and the Western Michigans and things and. Like, yeah, we're going to see them open up the playbook soon. And uh, it's pretty much been par for the course. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, it worked okay with Clemson for a little while. But then North Carolina had basically two weeks to get ready for it for the most part. I mean, well, Well, not two weeks, but. Yeah, just about. Well, they had a bye, but obviously they had to see. They watched the game a week before. But, you know, that's all they were were preparing for. So, yeah. Yeah. let me see if I, I think that's it. I think that's all I got, Joe. Which leads us to this. It's that all right. Well, time. I got. Hey, I got. Oh, oh, you got your your grand finale. Okay, let's hear. Yeah, it. so it's basically based upon you remember the the comment um, on Sunday with uh, um, buddy Andy Stewart who lives in Florida, and he said um, he's Dang supposed it. to go to the game on Florida State on Saturday. Anybody looking for tickets? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That had me cracking yeah. up. Right, right. Yeah. So. He replied on the final score predictions for the game, and he starts off and prep. Well, nobody wanted my tickets, so I guess I'll be there. <laughs> win or lose, <laughs> win or lose, I bleed orange, and I'll be at Virginia Tech too. Playing this game tough and not just quitting means everything for this team moving forward. Winning eight games this year is an improvement. The only way you get better recruiting to compete with the big ACC schools is showing recruits year after year you can put winning seasons together and beat out the other middle and lower tier ACC schools, something we haven't been able to do. With that said, FSU 35, Syracuse 20. Hope I'm wrong. Just lose respectively. Uh, And that's boom. I mean, that's it. I mean, lose respectively and try to win. I mean, you want to be there at the end, but don't get freaking blown out. And I mean, if you if you if you start the game trying to stop the bleeding from last week, you've already lost. Yeah. Um. So, uh, what was it? What was in there that sparked something in my brain that just fizzled out in defeat? (laughs) The hell was it? (laughs) Was it about the recruiting? Yes, it was. Okay. Look, when you talk about you know going in the transfer portal and. And, and, you know, the coach's comments, which we addressed earlier in that conversation and things like that, you know, you've got a lot of guys on some of these teams that are four and five star recruits that are sitting the bench. Right. And, you know, I guess they probably try this, but to just go, you know, start recruiting people's benches. I mean, you could come up with a hell of a team in some aspects. You start doing that, you know, maybe. I mean, I don't know how you do it, but it's totally legal and above board now. So you might. Well, you're not supposed to. You're supposed oh, to. Oh, really? The players, That's funny. The players okay. are supposed to put their name in the transfer portal. Okay. First. Well, okay. Well, however it works and however you can get them to do that, maybe Come you work on, man, out you a know deal. We're playing by the rules. Right, right. Well, I know Syracuse is. 
That's why we're so far behind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's well, right. that's the thing, too, is all these unintended consequences like we talked about, right? Yeah, to try to be uh, – Jihad Carter, Jatia's Gear, Deuce Chestnut, not really doing anything. They had starting spots here. So what is this NIL doing? What is this transfer portal doing to these kids? And then on top of that, um, you know, we get these recruits. We get these recruiting classes. But if they're going to be three stars and we're just going to just – fill in with transfer portal guys every year how many guys are these how many how long are these high school recruits going to stay with us or try to develop without putting their their name in the transfer portal and trying to find a better place because you just keep going and grabbing the replacement right oh you know any type of guy that's like oh this guy's graduating so next year it's my time right it's my time i get ready off season and then all of a sudden oh transfer portal transfer portal you're back in second third string so there's a lot of unintended consequences with this stuff, and, and <clears throat> I still don't think that the uh, the full equation has been has been figured out, other than just a lot of money. I think that is the so, full equation. I mean, I do. That's gonna rule it, and it's what's gonna ruin it, and it's already starting to ruin it a little bit. You it know? is. So because well, some of these kids are gonna make bad decisions for themselves, like we talked about. I mean, after last year, I was pumped up about Jatia's gear coming up. Okay, he's going to be a solid starter next year. And we were looking at Jahad Carter and Deuce Chestnut as, oh, they're D-back you. You know, we've, we've put four defensive backs in the past three years in the in the NFL draft. We were in the NFL. Um, we thought those two were the next ones, right? And now they're in a position where one of them isn't even in school anymore. And the other one now, Jahad Carter, he's got one more year next year to come back to Ohio State. And prove that he can be in the NFL. That's when, tough. Okay, you're not getting any. You're not getting any burn on the boob tube. You're not on the stat sheets. It's going. It's going nearly, obviously, utterly yeah. impossible to further. Your, and if you, and if you're a high school recruit and you're trying to make it up the depth chart and you continue to see these coaches that recruited you that wanted you to be there that are like, all right, man, one day it'll be your day. But every year they just keep. Tr- Recruiting a replacement through the transfer portal, you know, that's going to push those guys out too. So, recruit the benches. Get those guys. So, hey, look. Well, like what I said earlier, you got starting spot. If our expectations come when we become the team that isn't losing our best players to other teams. Yeah. And also winning games we shouldn't. You have to I, don't think, I don't think that happens first, man. Well, I don't. I think you're right. I mean, every dog has a day, but I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. Well, we talked about it. Every yeah. dog has a day. Okay, great. We beat Clemson that one year. We, yeah. we went five to seven. Six years ago. Bowl game. Six years. And ago. we didn't go to a bowl game. Yeah, of course. But like we spoke about, I mean, what? I think the amount of winnable games, right, in quotations, right, in air quotes, winnable games. I mean, there's been a lot of seasons where we've looked at the at the schedule and been like, oh, loss, 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 loss. You know, this year, I don't think right now it's not the same thing. It might be after last week for a lot of people, but yeah, the the amount of games that we went into the season saying, okay, it's not, we're probably going to lose that game. Not even a 50-50. Like, this is probably the least amount in quite some time. So that's that says something, too. Yeah. Um, all right, Joe. Look, you, you, you've evened, evened up. Three and three, you and I. So going into week seven, got six games left. You can either receive or defer. But it's your turn. Uh, it's your time, I will Joe. receive. It's your time, Joe. 
I will receive. I'm not changing my score, but go ahead, just in case. You're, you, and just in case you hit it, I'm not changing it. Just letting you know. Well, maybe I will, actually. Stats look super close. They played way better teams than us. Um, they've scored over 30 basically every game. So I'm going to go 30 to 13. 30 to 13? That's your score? I can't go homer. Well, I mean, I'm not going homer either. Um, but, okay. I think I've hey, given my reasons throughout the show. And, um, you know, I just want it to be a respectable game. I think that FS, I think that, no, scratch that. I hope that this is a respectable game. But either way, I think FSU pulls away. And um, to uh, whose whose comment was that? I got to give credit. That's what I said. Um, Angelo's comments on Twitter at Jellozump19. I totally agree. We might be able to hang for a little bit, but eventually we're just going to get gassed. The talent's going to rise to the top and the talent's with FSU. Not saying it can't happen. A win, that is. But I just don't see it. So... 38-17, FSU. Sorry. So what did you give me shit for? You have them losing by more. I know, I do. No, 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 no. I was saying you think that they're only going to score 30 points, but... No, well, I mean, I just think that our defense can come back and scheme a little bit better if our offense just gets just first downs and just... I think I'm giving them a little bit more credit in, in, in the offensive area than you are, which is fine. I'm just saying... What it is? I mean, slower pace game. I I understand. I totally get it. I just hope that I just hope that some semblance of a run game can happen. You know, you can talk about containing Schrader. There's been teams that have, but there's been teams that haven't, and those teams knew what he could do when they tried to, and they just couldn't. So yeah. Well, all I'm going I'm going by is the fact that if you want, like. You're not going to just – we saw it. We had nine minutes of, of time of possession in the first half. You're not just going to line up and go throw three deep balls and go boom, boom, boom. Like, no, we can't keep putting our defense out there like that because right. then, yeah, then they're definitely not going to have a chance. Well, that's the so, going down That's the going down early kind of point that – Well, but it's also made. not having I – mean, you can go down early, but eh. don't go a three and out three out of your four first possessions, right? Like that's more or less what I'm talking about is, I mean, obviously there's the pump block and there's all, we I mean, don't want to go down that damn rabbit hole again, How put much? the defense right back out there. But I just yeah. think that we have to game plan of, of trying to run the clock a little bit more and trying to just get first downs. We like, talked don't go about for the that big last plays. game. Try to get first yeah. downs, slow it down. Yeah. We talked about that, that last game. Like you're not helping anybody speeding up the game against a team that's better than you. Right. Exactly. Exactly. We talked about that last last pregame for UNC. You know, hopefully they do try to slow down the game. They take a page out of Army's book. They're not going to be able to do it methodically like that. I mean, but. if there's a time and a place, yeah. I mean, if you see something, or if you have the momentum, or if you think that you need to hit something up off of a off of a turnover to make a big play, how you sometimes some teams normally do that. You know, they'll score and then they get the ball or they kick the ball off. The other team gets a turnover, and you want to hit them with a play action deep. You know, just trying to. Go for the jugular. Yeah, that happens every once in a while. But you don't do that starting off the game against a team like this at 
are down in Tallahassee with the place with is going to be loud as hell with the in the beginning of the game. The speed and the size that they have, like I mean, come on. I mean, Jared Verse almost ran down Sean Tucker. So Garrett Jared Schrader, versus, I feel like, isn't going to be able to just run away from these dudes, right? Jared Verse is the monster under the bed. Yeah, Take, and they got a receiver that's like six, 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 seven. Johnny Wilson, like, I don't, I don't want them to be. I want them to be on the field as least amount as possible. <laughs> you ain't lying. I know that's what we said about UNC. It's the same game plan. It's almost the same exact thing, except for I think this team's better. Well, yeah. Okay. So, all right, we're in agreement. How about that? Jeez, first time for everything. All right. That, my friends, is going to do it for us. Appreciate all of you listening. Thanks to all of you in the X's. Cap. David. Been a long time, buddy. Nice seeing you in the spaces. Appreciate all of you. Once again, we'll see you on Sunday. That'll be it for us. For Joe, I'm Sean. Wow. Peace.